Welcome to this week's edition of Leading with Confidence. My name is Confidence Seleme and I'm your host. This program is proudly powered by the William Seleme Foundation and the Foundation's mission is enabling education in Africa. This week I'd like us to talk on a topic I've titled Checks to Make on the Leadership Journey. When making the leadership journey, there are various elements and components you must check in order to make the journey a successful one. There are 10 in particular which I'd like us to discuss, and in this episode, we'll cover five of them. Number one says, check that your wheels are aligned. We touched on the metaphoric representation of wheel alignment in one of the earlier episodes, and I'd like us to now bring another interpretation to it. Wheel alignment is important for a smoother, more efficient journey. In the practical sense of leadership, this speaks to making sure that your people are aligned with the organizational vision and mission. It's making sure that the people know the vision and that they've bought into the vision. There are various consequences or outcomes when there is no wheel alignment. One of them, which we touched on, is that tires suffer premature wear and tear. When the people within an organization are not aligned in terms of what needs to happen or who should do what, they will experience a lot more wear and tear. They will be frustrated and they will not enjoy being part of the organization. A car that isn't properly aligned becomes off-center and more difficult to steer. If there isn't alignment amongst your people, it will become increasingly difficult to lead them because each will be facing in their own individual direction. There will be more friction and tension and you will need to exert more effort than what would be necessary. But when the wheels are aligned and balanced correctly, it allows them to rotate smoothly at all speeds. There will be greater congruency and agreement amongst your people. Sometimes the leader is the cause of the misalignment. Is there a misalignment between your vision and your actions? Are you telling your people that you are going north, but through your actions you are communicating that you are actually going south? It's important to create wheel alignment because it increases fuel efficiency. If you want your people to perform better, work smarter, and unleash their true potential, you must create and ensure alignment in your organization. Is there alignment with your team? Are the people in your team competing with one another or are they complementing one another? Is the team going in the same direction and to the same place? One of the most critical times to check for alignment is when new tires are installed. Whenever new people enter the organization, whenever new policies are put in place or the vision is being reviewed, you must invest time in communicating or re-communicating the vision and direction that the organization is taking. Number two, check your car's capacity. Every car on the road has its capacity. For example, the capacity of a brand new BMW X5 isn't the same as that of an old Toyota Tez. If you try to make a Toyota Tez do what a BMW X5 can do, you'll be asking too much from it and you'll frustrate both the Tez and yourself. In fact, it's unfair to ask the Tez to do what the BMW does because it isn't built to do that. It doesn't have the engine capacity. Likewise, you must know the different capacities of the different people within your organization. You must also know whether the car is a four-wheel drive, front-wheel drive, or rear-wheel drive. With four-wheel drive cars, power is sent to all four wheels, and this results in much better grip. There are people in your organization who, when they catch their vision, they put everything and execute with great vigor. 
you know, they grasp the ideas instantaneously and they are able to run with the vision quite nimbly. Front-wheel drive kind of people also catch the vision and run with it, but they need to be pushed a bit more. They are those who are not as strong as the four-wheel people, and they may need to be helped and guided a bit more. Rear-wheel drive people are quite strong and they have tremendous power, but they need the right motivation and incentives in order to perform at their best. It's also important to know what kind of fuel a car uses and the amount it uses. Do you know what motivates your people? Do you know what pushes them to give that extra effort and go that extra mile? If you do not know what fuel, if you do not know what fuel a car uses, you may end up pouring petrol in a diesel car and wreck it. It's not that petrol is bad; it's just that it's bad for that particular car. Perhaps you're trying to motivate a person with money when all they really want is more time with you. Perhaps you're trying to motivate someone with time off work when all they really want is their own parking space. Number three, check that you don't get involved in road rage. One of the most destructive and distracting things on the road is road rage. There are many people who have actually died from road rage encounters. One of the marks of a great leader is the ability to control anger and use it appropriately. We've been told many times that anger is a bad thing, but anger can be used for good. There's a place, time and purpose for anger. If you get angry with your team and you start shouting and swearing at them, then you are using anger in the wrong way. If out of anger you speak or do things which belittle and crush your people, then your anger is a force for negativity and destruction. Anger is like a fire with which you can either cook a meal or burn down a house. Many leaders tend to let their anger overtake them and they end up overstepping the mark. Do not be quick to get angry, for that is only an indication of low self-control. If your team performs below par, don't start shouting and yelling. Rather talk to them, get understanding and find ways of moving forward not in anger but in devised progression. Anger is an intimidation tactic and it ignites a response of fear from those you lead. It is a sign of weak leadership to lead by fear. When you do get angry, be sure to direct the anger wisely. We normally get angry about things we are passionate about and so anger is a sign of passion. You can be angry and use that anger to inspire those you lead. If your team plays a game or pitches for a client and they do not bring their best, you can use anger at their lackluster performance to communicate to them that you believe they are capable of doing much more. Your anger in this instance isn't directed at them but at the way they perform. The purpose of the anger isn't to instill fear or belittle them, it is to encourage and inspire them to do more. You can be angry and still be compassionate. You can be angry and still show love. There is an anger which is normally called righteous indignation, which Wikipedia describes as a reactive emotion of anger over mistreatment, insult or malice of another. Close quote. What gets you angry and how do you react? As leaders, we must begin getting angry about the right things. We must look at all the societal ills that exist in our communities and nations and start getting angry so that we can begin implementing solutions and making positive change. Let your anger be a force for good and let your heated heart become a source of warmth for those who have been left out in the cold by society. Number four, check that you can clearly see. 
When you're driving, visibility is of extreme importance. You have to be able to see where you're going so that you can remain on the right path and get to the desired destination. There are times when visibility is low and the way isn't so clear and not easy to see. When it becomes nighttime or when it's raining heavily, your visibility often drops to 100 meters and so you are unable to see further than you'd like. This is when you turn on your headlight. These allow you to extend your visibility so that you can see further even though the time or weather has lowered your visibility. There are times where the conditions or circumstances seem dark and gloomy and you can't really see how you're going to get through. This is when you turn on the headlights and you begin meditating on your vision to make it even more luminous in your mind and in your spirit. When you focus on your vision, you increase its potency and ability to help you see a way out of the darkness and gloominess. Increased focus on your vision will add and multiply to your faith and confidence and it will help you get through. It will help you see further and clearer. Another component that will help you gain even better visibility is your windscreen wipers. They are especially helpful when it's raining or there are things on your windscreen which shouldn't be there. These are the distractions we meet and face on our journeys. Distractions try to slow us down and delay our progress, but we must be aware of them and see them for what they are. When you recognize something to be a distraction, then you can take measures to make sure that it is removed. What are the habits, hobbies, associates and so forth that are distracting you from your journey? Decide that you will stop tolerating them and you start wiping them away. Number five, check that you don't sleep at the wheel. There are many accidents that are caused by drivers who slept at the wheel. The need for sleep is a sign that you need rest, but if you don't rest when necessary, sleep may visit you whilst you are driving. Some leaders sleep at the wheel and they allow the organizations to perform below par. Some sleep at the wheel and they don't see and recognize the changes that are taking place amongst their own people in their own organizations. They are still driving the organizations, but they are asleep. Falling asleep at the wheel means that you no longer display the necessary vigilance and awareness. You no longer take notice of what's taking place around you. And this lack of awareness leads to lack of effectiveness, lack of creativity, and lack of progress in general. Nobody intentionally sleeps at the wheel. No leader in their right mind intentionally causes the organization to fail, yet many still sleep at the wheel. When you feel sleepy, you are able to detect it. You can tell that you are tired and need to take a break. How you respond to this feeling is what determines whether you rise or you fall. Will you sleep at the wheel and end up crashing? Or will you take time out to rest and reflect so that you can return refreshed and ready to continue with the journey? Well, we've come to the end of this week's episode of Leading with Confidence. Do tune in next time. Cheers. Cheers.